When it comes to certification, a lot of us have more questions than answers. Why should I be certified? What if I don't know what type of nurse I want to be when I grow up? What's in it for me? You've got questions about certification? I'm joined today by Caitlin Milliken because we have answers. Hi, and welcome to Nurse Essentials, a Cleveland Clinic podcast where we discuss all things nursing, from patient care to advancing your career to navigating tough on-the-job issues. We're so glad you're here. I'm your host, Carol Pahatsky, Associate Chief Nursing Officer of Surgical Services Nursing. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about nursing certification. Probably if you are certified, you've had your friends and your family react similarly to how mine do with just how many letters do you have to have after your name? Is the entire alphabet captured behind the last name Patsky? And what's that all about? It actually took me a little while before I got my first certification. I'd been a nurse for about seven years before I took that leap. And it was something I saw the people doing. Initially, it was a, well, I don't know what type of nurse I want to be when I grow up. And so I, it felt like a commitment I wasn't ready for. And then with going back to get my bachelor's degree and then my master's degree, it felt like just one more thing to do that I wasn't ready for. But I'm very proud that my first certification was a certified perianesthesia nurse certification that was the unit that I had spent most of my clinical time in and was an educator in. And really, my leadership looked at me and said, what the heck? Like, you're already teaching people to do this. Why don't you have the certification to prove it? And so for me, it was that, oh, I can do this. And, and certainly there's lots of studying involved and all of that. But it, it really felt really fantastic to be able to have an outside organization say, yes, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> and so with that and our topic of certification, I'm delighted to welcome Caitlin Milliken to the show today. Welcome. Hello. Caitlin is the Magnet Program Manager at Cleveland Clinic Akron General. Um, we're not going to talk about Magnet so much today, maybe a little bit, but we're really here to talk about certification. Tell us a little bit more about your certification journey, please. Yeah, of course. So my certification is in pediatric hematology and oncology oh, nursing, wow. which is completely different than Magnet. So yeah. <laughs> currently not, not oh related my goodness, to my yes. job role at all. I got introduced to certification actually when I worked in adult hematology and oncology. Oh. I had just graduated my associate's program and became an RN past the dreaded NCLEX, of course. <laughs> right. And then I was working with these nurses that had extra letters behind their name. And I thought, <laughs> nobody taught me about that. Yeah. I don't oh, know what those letters sure, stand yeah. for. So I asked them, what, what are those letters? And they're like, this <laughs> is for certification. I'm like, BLS, like basic life support certification. And they're like, sure. No, nursing <laughs> certification. I was like, whoa, next goal. So, awesome. Yeah. So throughout my uh, time in nursing, shortly after I started working in pediatric hematology and oncology nursing, there were only a couple nurses that were certified. Oh, wow. So everyone that I talked to that was certified, I said, how do I get there? How do I become okay. certified? I knew it was a goal that I wanted to have. All right. There were only about three nurses on my unit that were certified. So... I was very proud to achieve my certification. Absolutely. So what was that preparation like for you? You, How much time had you spent in peds? And yeah, it's, it's, it's always hard to find any time. How do you find the time to study and get ready for something like that? Yeah, everybody decides or prepares for certification a little bit differently. It depends mm -hmm. on how you like to learn and how you learn best. For me, nursing school was hard, but not in the way that I like to read books. So to think about, <laughs> to think about having to read a book to prepare for certification. Mm -hmm. 
and scared me. So what I did was a group of my colleagues and I took a prep course that the organization offered. It was through Nurse Builders. Hmm. And they did give us an exam book, which I eventually went back and read afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's not how that's supposed to go, is it? (laughs) Yeah. But I did use the um, review book afterwards. but And I still have it, actually. I still go back and look at it. But also just kind of talking to people that had taken the exam for the certification to see you know, how much did they study? What did, mm, what did they use to kind prepare? Kind of that real world preparation. For yeah. sure, for sure. And so it's become a passion of yours now. So tell us about that journey. You got your first certification. Yes, I've done it. Then what happened? Yeah, after I got my first certification, I was like, well, obviously I have to go for another one. <laughs> But things in life change and my career changed. I started teaching and Mm. I was starting to study for the certified nurse educator for academic learning. Oh, Um, fantastic. Okay. Then I decided, hey, teaching, I love, but I don't think it's going to be my thing forever. I'm going to start looking for other positions. Mm. So then I moved into the magnet role. Okay. So I never took that exam, and that's okay. I Mm -hmm. was studying for it, and I didn't take it. And then I've moved into this role, and I've started studying for another exam now, the Nurse Executive Advanced Board Certification. Come on. (laughs) I got you. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wonderful. Well, we'll talk afterwards about study tips. Yes. Oh, wonderful. (laughs) Yes. So with Magnet specifically, which is my current role, mm-hmm. it's one of the standards. Actually, it revolves around multiple standards in Magnet for certification because we know that certification has many benefits. Yeah, so, can tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So the benefits of certification are both personal and professional for you and for the organization you work for. Mm -hmm. So personally, it gave me a sense of achievement. Like, wow, I worked so hard for the certification. I'm essentially a specialist in this Mm. particular field. Sure. So I could tell people, especially when I was teaching, hey, I have a certification in this. Like, I Mm. have this extra level of knowledge. So other than the personal benefits of the personal achievement for the organization, it really signifies that you have a drive for patient care because Mm. we know based on research that Mm -hmm. certified nurses provide higher quality of care. And surprisingly enough, patients actually know about certification. They're getting savvy to it for sure. Yes, they're getting savvy to it. So they (laughs) know if you're certified based on your badge or whatever pins you have on. So they know that the certified nurse has this like higher level of understanding for their disease, which I think is really important. So knowing that and wanting to make the most impact in nursing, I I'm a part of nursing shared governance, and I work within a sub-council to promote the benefits of certification so that people are aware of why you should become certified Mm, and why you should continue and recertify if you're already certified and what the benefits are. Absolutely. And I think it's absolutely a sense of pride that somebody totally externally from your organization says, yes, you are a specialist and you've been validated right. from a national exam on that. But I think you're absolutely right about patients, you know, saying, well, what are those letters or what does that pin mean? It's not office space with the bling <laughs> on the on the lanyard. It really does mean something yeah. in terms of the care we can deliver. And it's Magnet doesn't do it just because they're seeking that because it means excellent patient care. Absolutely. So hopefully our audience is everyone from, we've heard from nursing students that are listening Mm -hmm. to this, to people who are sort of mid and late career. Mm -hmm. So let's linger for a bit on that nursing student because you said it beautifully. It's been a long time since I went to nursing school. I think there might have been a little mention, probably from one of my clinical instructors about, okay, once you get in there a couple of years, this is what you should do next. You should go back for your BSN because I too went to an associate's program. So I was really focused on that. And I think I 
had a pretty savvy clinical instructor who said, and then you should get certified. But yeah. that was probably the extent of it. So yes, nursing students, there's more things to study for. But what would you say to that nursing student about when is it the right time? When have I had enough experience to even try? And you and I both had that similar, I don't know that I want to be the specialty when I grow up. So how do they make that decision about that first certification? Yeah, it can be really difficult at first to think if I get this you know, specific certification, I kind of need to stay in this field. And that's Mm. not really the case. Sure. So when I actually have nursing students or what I tell people to tell nursing students is it's not just a way for personal achievement, but also a way to learn more about the patients that you're caring for. Mm. Once you've graduated, we all in nursing school get a range of topics that we learn about. Mm -hmm. But after nursing school, you go into a particular field of nursing, and there's all these things that you didn't learn about. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) For sure. And we all have to do continuing education units, regardless, for our license. license. And that's one of the prerequisites you could say to become certified is you have to have so many CEs to become certified in that area. So Mm -hmm. it's actually a really great way to learn when you're a brand new nurse to seek out particular learning CEs in that particular field so that you can learn more to be a better Mm, nurse and that could go towards your certification. Mm, Yeah. And you think about, yeah, there's so much to learn. You couldn't possibly cover it in a BSN or even an ADN program. You get into a specialty. And again, as a plug for our nursing students, there is a med surge certification. If you can think about the type of nurse specialty, there is probably a certification for it. There's what, over 200, I think? Yes, there are so many. So as you're developing yourself as that new nurse, you you come into your first job, you're going to have a residency, you're going to have a coach or a preceptor, but how do you really get into the nitty gritty? There's only so much you can cover at the bedside. Even. Right. So let's say somebody's test anxiety, though. As I learn more about certification, I see that there's programs out there that really try to help that nurse who's aspiring for certification. Can you share a little bit more about some of those programs with our audience, please? Yeah, absolutely. So I think a lot of nurses have a very similar personality type, and none of us really <laughs> like to take tests. Right. Um, maybe some people We're do. Out there maybe doing it. Come on. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that's commonly one of the barriers I hear from people. But I don't mm. want to fail the exam. That's okay. If sure. you fail the exam. It's fine. Mm -hmm. A lot of programs offered by many organizations allow you to take the exam more than once if Mm -hmm. you fail it. So there's really no con to taking a certification exam. So for example, I just actually found out that the ANCC, which is the American Nurses Credentialing Center, which Mm -hmm. has one of the certifications you talked about, the MedSurge BC, which is very common because we have so many MedSurge nurses Mm -hmm. and they have a ton of other nursing certifications. They just came out with this practice exam where you can actually pay a specific amount. It's not as much as the exam Mm -hmm. to go to a Prometric testing center. Oh, the actual experience. to actually experience it. So for the people who have really bad test anxiety and think, I don't know how how I'm going to do in, Mm. you know, this specific testing environment, you can actually go and practice. And then of course, the results will tell you what you're doing well in and what you're not doing well Mm -hmm. in. So you know what to study and what you already have down. Nice. And there's all kinds of practice exams online too, if you don't want to go to a Prometric testing center. And there are like flashcards that you can get from different places or just having like study groups with other Mm -hmm. nurses, especially the ones that are already certified. There are new resources I see almost every month for 
certification. There are so many, I could only list a few, but there are so many I don't even know of all of them. Right. Yeah. I think when I think about the certifications I have and interacting with the governing bodies that distribute those, one has a some sort of a take two program, right? It's it, there's various names, test assure and take mm-hmm. two and other things that are exactly that. So if you're if you're somebody who's listening thinking, well, okay, go check out what that certification would be. Go to the website. Like you said, they've got practice exams. Sometimes even on the website they'll have a question or two just to sort of get your wheels turning. But a lot of these organizations have that strike two program and the American Board of Perianesthesia Nurse Certification is, is a board that I'm now on as a volunteer and that's the board that administers CPAN and Kappa. At the very first board meeting I went to, they talked about all these nurses that pay just a little extra for that second chance, almost none of them need it. Wow. But it's a safety net that says, this is okay. I can experience it once. And whether I do a practice exam, that's a pretty cool option too. Yes. But even if I pay the full amount, there's another chance it's going to be okay. Definitely. There's typically no reprimanding if you don't get certified. So mm, right. there are some jobs that require certification. Sure. Typically, nursing leadership positions require you to have a certification to go into that position. And some others will say you need to obtain certification within one to two years. Sure. However, for bedside nurses, It's just an added (laughs) layer. So even if you were to never take the exam or you were to take the exam and fail it and decide I never want to take the exam again, which I hope you would because I think you should still continue to try to become certified because I'm so passionate about it. It doesn't necessarily mean that anybody is going to look at you differently or your boss is going to treat you differently. You don't even have to. Oh, gosh. I I encourage you to tell people that you're. (laughs) But you don't have to. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. I encourage people to to tell others when they're studying for a certification because just like now when Mm -hmm. I said I'm studying for this, you're like, oh, I've got some tips for you. Absolutely. If you don't mention it to your coworkers, then you can't necessarily get those tips from them, but you don't have to mention it to anybody. If you want to keep it private and not tell anyone, that's okay too. So that might help people's test anxiety as well. Sure. It's a very personal thing, but but I think you're absolutely right that nurses don't love taking tests, but especially if they've been there and they've done that, they can't help themselves but offer advice. It just comes spilling out of our mouths, right? Like, oh, I had this question. It was terrible. Or watch out for that one. And the likelihood of that individual getting the same question I did is almost zero. But it just is a natural output of people are excited for you. They want to support you. And yeah, I have had colleagues that have said, I may, I may not. I'm not telling you. I will only tell you I've certified once I get that passing. Yeah. They won't tell you. And that's okay, too. It's absolutely fine. And I, I'm, I'm glad you called that out, is that certainly for advanced practice roles, you do have to be certified to start that new role. But when it comes to BSN level type roles, most don't require it, or there's usually a window of time. Absolutely. Certainly, we talked about the personal benefits. We know that there's organizations, though, that also provide financial benefits for yes. that. Can you share a little bit about what some hospitals do around that? Yeah, absolutely. So, So, for example, the Cleveland Clinic has a pay incentive. It's Mm -hmm. hourly. And then other organizations typically lump it into something like a professional ladder or a clinical ladder bonus that you would get for being certified. Most organizations that recognize certified nurses do recognize Certified Nurses Day, which is on March 19th every year. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Of course. And everybody (laughs) celebrates that a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. And a lot of organizations do pay upfront for your exam or reimburse you for the exam because the exams can be somewhat of a financial burden. They're typically Mm -hmm. what I have seen, at least between three to $500, which isn't exactly 
just money that you carry around in your pocket. (laughs) But sometimes if you're a part of a professional nursing organization, they actually give you discounts. Mm, So if you are part of an organization that does not provide a financial backing to obtaining a certification, typically different organizations will, or they will have sales are like 25% off. that's a good point. Yeah, Yeah. around Certified Nurses Day, I've seen it, or Nurses Week, or if your specialty nursing organization has a week, like it's Periap Week, or it's Perianesthesia Nurse Week, a lot of times there'll be a discount during those weeks. Right. That's a great call out. And, you know, obviously there's lots to be proud of. And when I travel around and talk to different people, sometimes what they're looking for is, Tell me what your organization does financially, because maybe then I can be part of that difference to advocate for something like that through yeah. a shared governance model. And mm-hmm. even if there's any financial component, you know, do they have a clinical ladder? Are they celebrating Certified Nurses Day? So if you're listening to us from an organization that doesn't have a financial piece, I think we'd both challenge you to go for it anyway because yes. of all the great benefits it brings to you and to your patients. But also talk to your colleagues outside your hospital and, and what can you do to advocate for certified nurses? Absolutely. So let's switch gears a little bit to talk about the nurse who was certified. Hooray, you did it. Great job. Now we're about two, three years <laughs> in. It's time to recertify. Maybe they've switched specialties yeah. or they're thinking about the CE expense. So what would you say to that nurse who's, should I recertify or not? So I would say if you're already certified and you can recertify because you're staying in that specialty, then I definitely think that you should. Most organizations, like I said, have some sort of financial backing for it Mm -hmm. to pay for your recertification or reimburse you for it. This is actually something that I'm going through personally right now because when I obtained the CPHO on CFON, Certified mm-hmm. Peds Hemonc Nurse. It was January of 2020. It expires <laughs> tick, Dece- tick. Yeah, yeah. December of 2024. <laughs> and I have not worked in Peds Hemonc now for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And kind of one of the lovely things about certification is it requires you to continue your knowledge within that specialty right. or you lose it. So with a degree, you have that degree forever. You don't yes. lose that degree. <laughs> certification, yep. you can lose. Mm-hmm. And that sounds a little daunting, but it's not as daunting as it sounds. So I was kind of going through this kind of personal crisis where I've got, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> right. I have this certification and I'm no longer in this field, but I'm still so passionate about it. Mm-hmm. It's not a part of my job anymore. Mm. So I actually talked to my boss about it and I said, I'm going to lose this certification. I'm no longer going to have a certification. I'm, I'm studying for others, but this is like really emotional for me. What well, should sure, I do? Yeah. And she said, you know, Caitlin, we all go through that. Typically, you know, some people might stay in the same specialty for their entire career, but not everybody does that. And that's okay. Right. And just because you lose that certification because it's expired and you can't renew it, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you can't look for other certifications. And it's just, you know, a piece of my nursing history. So Mm -hmm. I've started to come to terms with the fact (laughs) that I'm probably not going to be able to renew the certification that I hold so much value to, but I will hold a lot of value with the next certification I obtain. So for the nurses that are going through that, you know, they should not feel bad about no. necessarily moving a specialty or you don't have to stay in a specialty because you have a certification right. there that you don't have to do that. Well, and I think what I offer to you as well that I've noticed in the various certifications I have is that organizations are thinking a little differently about what it takes to be recertified. Mm-hmm. So one of my certifications, for example, it's about advancing perianesthesia nursing. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean, right? right? And so basically, now that I'm seeing it from the board side, Really, that says, you know, if I'm not actively taking care of PACU patients, am I leading? Am I educating? Am I advocating? 
what am I doing that still lives those values? And so leading that area, it's a little easier to draw that line. But even as people, if somebody were from my area to go to Magnet, mm -hmm. a Magnet program coordinator, they could still certainly still argue that I'm still advancing. I'm working with the PACU to help them get certified, et right. cetera. And I don't know about the certification you have, but a couple of them that I have what I've really appreciated over the past several years is they're changing how you get recertified. Yeah. So it isn't just X number of practice hours and X number of CEUs. It's, are you precepting? Are you presenting? Are you writing articles? Right. Are you contributing back to the certification? In both of mine, you can get certification hours, so to speak. You can recertify hours by helping write exam questions right. or reviewing further tests. So there's ways that you can still recertify without having that completely straight line between what I do and the certification I have. Yeah, absolutely. That's one thing that I had considered was what can I do to maintain this certification mm -hmm. outside of my current role? Because where I work now, we don't have PEDS HEMONC. Sure. So I have, <laughs> I, I can't even touch it at work. Yeah. So it's, it's completely off the grid, I guess I should say, from my current role. So I think that, you know, just like you said, the organizations are looking at many different ways to maintain your certification in particular fields, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. with, even with research or yeah. in, in leadership and those different things. So you don't necessarily have to be caring for that patient population by administering medications to them right. or physically assessing <laughs> them to maintain that certification. There are many ways to maintain it. Absolutely. And like you said, you know, just as we all go through different phases of life, different phases of nursing, it's okay to say goodbye to one phase and welcome a new one. And congratulations on your new certification journey, I Thank should you. say, as you walk in a different path. So we'll wrap up the certification discussion by, let's say, a nurse of any tenure, right? I'm fresh out of nursing school. I'm mid to late career. It says, I don't know if this is worth it. So what would, what would your sales pitch be to that nurse? Oh, wow. I think it depends on what the nurse values most and how well I know the nurse. But I think the biggest benefit to becoming certified or why I would say to others to get certified would really be the personal sense of achievement mm -hmm. more than anything else. I've worked hard for this. I have studied for this. I sat down and took the exam. This shows to myself and others that I know what I'm doing. I know my job. It's an extra layer of meaning to yourself personally and professionally and in your job. Beautifully said. So now we're going to wrap up that piece and transition to the speed round. So this is where our audience gets to learn a little bit more about you. You've spent a long day. You've, you've worked. You've studied for your certification exam. And it's time <laughs> to unwind. What's your go-to? Oh, my go-to at home would definitely be having a delicious meal, either cooked by me or my boyfriend. Oh, nice. And <laughs> definitely sitting down and watching something. Uh, right now we're watching, re-watching, I should say, Harry Potter. Oh, nice. With our where, four where, where are you at so far? Oh, we are in the sixth. Oh, oh, yes. okay. Yes. So, so what happens after you get through the seventh? Oh. <laughs> you have to find a new There's show. There's actually eight movies, yeah. Oh, that's so. right. I'm sorry. Yes, that's right. Apology, <laughs> Potter okay. Files. <laughs> yes, yeah, we find something else to watch. We re-watch something, nice. but really just relaxing with my boyfriend and our cats is really what brings me joy. What yes. brings you professional joy? Oh, professional joy. It, it definitely changes over time. So when I worked in Peds Hemonc, mm -hmm. it was watching patients get better and having good sure. outcomes and just caring for them and their families and having fun with a with a kid at work watching Moana or whatever <laughs> Disney movie. I'm a big Disney fan. So <laughs> I would love doing those things with them. That brought me a lot of joy. And now in my current role with Magnet, my 
passion and what brings me joy the most is not just working with the nurses, but also empowering them to be the best version of themselves in the workplace and to recognize the impact that they have. I'm getting emotional talking about it, actually. <laughs> Recognizing the impact that they have, not just for themselves, but for their colleagues and mm -hmm. the organization and the community. Nurses do so much on a daily basis, and oftentimes we don't give ourselves enough credit mm. personally for mm -hmm. it. And when I get to do that, when I get to give an award or recognize someone or just sitting down and talking to a nurse, that brings me so much joy. It doesn't get better than that. It doesn't. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. As always, thanks so much for joining us for today's discussion. Don't miss out. Subscribe to hear new episodes wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, we want to hear from you. Do you have ideas for future podcasts or want to share your stories? Email us at nurseessentials at ccf.org. To learn more about nursing at Cleveland Clinic, please check us out at clevelandclinic.org slash nursing. Until next time, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and does not constitute medical or legal advice. Consult your local state boards of nursing for any specific practice questions.